0: And welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I am your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor at Tenkar's Tavern blog. We have things in motion, both on ways to uh, hopefully enable you all to uh, help support the Tavern and uh, everything that it does, while still not costing you anything additional I'm working on it. No, no promises. No promises. But working on it. Um, I've got voicemails. Holy shit. Do I have voicemails? Uh, which is awesome. I love voicemails. Because it's great feedback. I've also had feedback on yesterday's episode that wasn't voicemails. It's the episode where I'm talking about BX clerics, And uh, it was on social media. And yeah, listen, was I wanting? Uh, I'm okay with uh I see BX clerics as fighters who don't use swords and uh, can turn the undead. Uh, yes, they're a bit of a heel bot, but that's what the party expects. And they add a little bit extra. It's a good dimension. When I used to play ad my groups never wanted, nobody ever wanted, excuse me, to play a cleric. It was very frustrating as a DM. Uh, when your only healer was a paladin. But uh, I think that clerics and BX are are fun, especially at lower levels, because there really isn't that much difference between a low-level cleric and a low-level fighter, except that my cleric has to uh, turn undead and cast a few spells, right? Bada-boom, bada-bam. All right, so... uh, I'm going to go in order with the, the, uh, the voicemails. So first is... Uh, the Happy Whisk. Ivy. So, Ivy, take it away.
1: Ah, you, you cracked me up. I'm not saying his head is actually made of shit. Okay, best line in podcast this week. And
0: it's only Monday, but it's going to be hard for anyone to beat that one. Pretty good, Tankar. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, there are uh, people who are full of shit, and there are shitheads, and uh uh, I can neither confirm nor deny anything involved with uh, that episode. Uh, all statements I made are my opinion of my opinion alone. Uh, but yeah, it applies to a, a large number of people as far as I can tell. So, I'm glad to like it. Uh, so it's quote of the week, huh? On on the podcast. That's awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll try to make some more excellent, more better greater quotes. I don't know. I just I want to get a badge or, or I can put on my my podcast and just say quarter of the week. There we go. All right. So now that we have listened to Ivy, let's listen to uh, Tim. Tim Schwartz, of which Ivy is the better half, but I like Tim anyway. Uh, Tim talks about Uh, clerics and the campaign that he's running on yes by the way it is bx essentials that we are playing with now which i guess is currently uh bx uh old school or something but i always think of bx as the cover i showed my bx cover so uh somebody took offense that I, i apparently i was taking money Out of uh, BX Essentials uh, tin, by not stressing it was BX Essentials. But uh, I backed the Kickstarter. So trust me, I put my money where my mouth is. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting uh, my books. So, and and I like BX. I like Swords and Wizardry, which is closer to White Box. I like them both. I'm allowed to. And I'm allowed to, you know, use the art that really I find striking. Or at least uh, iconic to me. All right. I'm rambling. Tim, take it away.
1: Hey, Eric, it's your all-merciful GM, Tim, here. And I was going to talk to you about your cleric here, but I'll do it in a message. One of the things I do, you know, a house rule is the whole turnability and how it affects different from different gods. And one of the things, because I just don't call them a turnability, I just call them like a divine act. And you can do that once per level per day. And I was going to add, actually, those utility spells that you were talking about in your podcast that you could use one of your turn abilities or your divine acts that day to cast that spell. You know, the, the ones that you wouldn't, that uh, they're not combat spells. They're more maintenance or, like I said, utility spells, kind of like what 5th edition does, like with uh, a ritual. And this would be more of a divine act thing. So maybe sometime we'll get together real quick and kind of pound out a few details and just play test it. See how it works. All right, Eric. Thanks.
0: Tim, I am enjoying the house rules. I'm enjoying my cleric. I would have enjoy my cleric if it was, uh, you know, just a bread and butter cleric. That's uh, run of the mill, but you have some pretty good house rules that make clerics seem just a little bit more deep, fun. And of course, I'm playing my uh, cleric as uh, somebody who who failed the scholastic aspect of his uh, his clerical training, and has to uh, make up for it by being out there in the real world. So yeah, good stuff. And you know, it's I like house rules. It, every campaign I think should have some kind of a house rule that sets it aside from. The regular, I mean, unless you're running something in a convention, I can understand why you'd want to stick to the, the pure rules, but those little house rules make the campaign different. It adds flavor. So I, I think it's damn cool. Now we go on to Red Dice Diaries. And what we have, and by the way, Red Dice Diaries is a very good podcast. You're on Anchor. You should listen. Uh, two messages. listen to the first one first and i'll respond first one is talking about my episode where i give advice to bloggers and podcasters so red dice take it away
2: hi eric this is john from red dice diaries just been listening to your episode 393 where you're giving advice to bloggers and podcasters i think you're absolutely right talking about something you're passionate about is an absolute must As for the being consistent with timings, yeah, I agree. That's important. Unfortunately, it's not something I've really managed to nail down 100% myself yet. I mean, I've only just started to nail down being able to consistently listen and respond and drop voicemails to podcasts since I've started getting the buzzing to work and I've got myself the Pocket Cast app, but... I also think you're absolutely right that the only way to get better at these things is just to get on and fucking do it, man. So I don't know. It's great to hear someone putting that advice out there for people. Thanks very much for the episode, dude. Take care.
0: Yeah. I mean, I threw a lot of advice out there. Not everything applies to everybody. Not everything
2: needs to, or should be
0: listened to. Uh, I am not an expert on this, but I've been doing it for a number of years. It's the blogging side. I've been involved in podcasts for a number of years and uh, consistency, or or at least it doesn't have to be daily, but having a regular day or days where you release a new blog post or you release a podcast episode is a lot better than uh, these random days where people are uh, human nature, we like patterns. We look for patterns in in life. We find patterns that don't really exist, but we make them exist sometimes in clouds. But we like to see patterns. And I have been involved in podcasts that were very irregular, and nobody knew when this shit was coming out. Now, obviously, I have a blog where I can get the word out. I have, uh, I don't know, 2,300 friends on Facebook. I can get the word out. But if you don't have that reach... Having a consistency with people who go, oh, I know that every Wednesday, uh, Dippy Dan's Dungeons and Dragons, you know, Dander, or that was really fucking retarded, uh, comes out and excellent. I can look forward to it. So th- that I think is important, um, but it's not the most important, and it's certainly something that. You don't need to hit that one right out of the box. I do think that writing uh, or talking about something that you're passionate about, I think that's important. Because if you're faking it, you know, if you're calling it in, people fucking know. All right? And I don't think if I address the uh, scripted versus unscripted. Yes, there are scripted podcasts. Um, I generally don't like the scripted ones. Uh, I, I don't know. Ken and Robin talk shit. I mean, that's a scripted podcast. And it's one of these, right? It, it's one of these because uh, it's got two popular uh, folks from the industry that, you know, talk their shit, their stuff. and But they run from a script. It's an improvised script, I'm sure. It's not word for word, but yes. Um, some people run from bullet points. That actually... I like. You have things that you want to talk about, especially in a longer podcast, having bullet points are good. We're going to talk about, you know, BX clerics, and then we're going to talk about BX magic users, and then move on to BX fighters, and we're going to move on to BX thieves. And then the next episode, we're going to talk about the various BX races. Fine. That's actually pretty good. Uh, Generally speaking, for me, I don't do bullet points, but that's because my episodes are short, right? And if I do fireside chats, um, I've already got the five questions that are memorized by now. I have to do some new ones when I do some uh, you know, second-rounders with people. But I-, I want the conversation to be free-flowing. I don't want it to have an agenda. Sure, if they have a current Kickstarter out, I want to make sure we talk about it because you all should know. Or if they have a new release, you should know about it. But I want that conversation to feel organic. And I don't think it's organic if it's scripted. Uh, that's just me. But Red Dice calls back. And now we talk about Lamentations.
2: Hi, Eric. John from Red Dice Diaries again. Been listening to episode 395. And I think it's a real shame to hear about the Lamentations of the Flame Princess postal issues Although, to be honest, post prices seem to be going up all over the place, (laughs) along with everything else, I, I suppose. But I've certainly noticed recently that it seems to be getting pricier and pricier to get RPG books because of the postage, especially if you're unlucky enough to have to get them from abroad. I'm also hoping, like a lot of people, to eventually, at some point in the mythical future, get hold of the Lamentations ref book when it's released, although I wasn't one of the people who backed the Kickstarter because I got into it later, so I'm not out any money if it doesn't come out, but I'd still like to see it. Anyway, dude, thanks very much for the episode. Uh, Catch you later.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, listen, the ref book is something that annoys me, and it annoys me Not just because it is super fucking late, and not just because Raggy made up a date that was so far out, he figured he'd never hit it, and then he fucking hit it, and now he's embarrassed by it, and he should be. But it frustrates me because the rough book and the boxed grindhouse was fucking awesome. I think it's – take away the system. The system is, is pretty good. Not great. But it's, it's it's pretty good, and it's certainly, if you're going to go by, treat it as like a house-rude labyrinth lord or something, it it's truly works for the type of campaigns that it's built for. But the ref book was like systemless. It was really good, and it was good advice, and I give Raggy, I give James a lot of credit for that. So if it's already fucking written, you would just present the in hardcover, and just adding to it. The bulk was already written. The bulk was fucking Awesome. Why are we here years later? Why with this made up fucking date that there's no way James can miss and he's nowhere near even giving us an estimate. Now, thankfully, he's not like Gareth, Gareth Sharka, Far West, where it was, here's a new date. Here's a new date. It'll be done next week, but I've never, I haven't written anything. But assuming I don't sleep and I don't tweet, it'll be done. Uh, uh, James isn't doing that. And I give him credit for that. But James is also ignoring his backers, and that's not good. That's, that's kind of shitty. Um, and if you can't ship physical products, ignoring your backers ain't good, right? And, and, and that being said, I think James is going to take a loss in the ref books. because shipping has gone up that much, uh, it wasn't budgeted for. And that's the problem with these Kickstars that take fucking forever to actually uh, fulfill, complete, especially with physical products, is that you now are shipping stuff at current costs, but you were budgeted for costs from four or five years ago. You're screwed. I mean, in Gareth's case, we have to ship ship this stuff. Uh, It's going to be a snail's pace if and when it does ship from Gareth. Because he won't have any money to pay for the shipping. It's going to be worse than the Myths and Magic Player's Handbook Fiasco or Player's Guide or whatever the fuck it was called. So, that's my rant. I'm sticking with it. Listen, everybody, thank you for the voicemails. Please, send more. Talk my ear off. I have a Google number. Uh, I'll, I'll mention it tomorrow. I have no fucking clue what it is. Uh, on that note, Stay safe, be well, God bless, and uh, tomorrow, right? To- oh, tomorrow, yeah, yeah, tomorrow, well, I didn't mention today uh, is my wife, Rich's birthday week, you know, it's kind of like being a hobbit, because uh, we celebrated her birthday, uh, we got the whole family together on Sunday, uh, on Father's Day, so it was like a multiple celebration day, and then Thursday is her actual birthday. Birthday, so I, I joke with her, and I'm calling it her birthday week. So, yeah, I, I, I like to gift throughout the month, but you know, she's getting a huge gift, so uh, not so much gifting throughout the month. All right, folks, I will talk with you all tomorrow. Laters. <laughs>